episode 31 of the Shock Jock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting podcast network. Sean St. Jacques here with you. Uh, another week in Knicks and NBA news. Um, tough, tough week. Um, I, I was I was debating all uh, all day yesterday um, how I wanted to do the show today, and th- this is probably one of the toughest shows I've had to do. Um, any show, any platform, any sport, um, any outlet, media, you know, you name it. Um, because we got one of the all-time uh, sports shock tragedies um, earlier this week with the death of uh, of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi and uh, the rest uh, of uh, of the play- of the uh, you know teammates for Gigi's team. Another coach on the team was a baseball coach. You know, all in all. Uh, nine perished, I believe. Let me just check uh, the exact number. I'm just, I'm just so much in shock at the moment still uh, over what happened here. There's a lot that I want to talk about as far as Kobe, his legacy, um, and the way that this this story kind of broke. Um, that that there's definitely problems with that have to be addressed as well. Uh, just seeing the 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 was, you know, what the 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 late Kobe Bryant the the past tense stuff has really has really been tough to go through um, over the last couple of days since Kobe Bryant uh, and and Gigi and the rest of course uh, passed away in the helicopter crash in Calabasas California and I, I just kind of want to start there. Um, I, I'm going to get into the Knicks hitting rock bottom. I'm going to get into um, some of the problems I thought with this story in general um, that I want to get to also. But let me just start with Kobe uh, himself. Um, this one, hit. I, th- I think everyone, you know, whether you're a fan, whether you've been in the business, whether you, uh, what, what, you know, what, no matter where you've grown up, you know, during this era of basketball, you know, Kobe Bryant's been a part of it. And unless you're four or five years old, you know, maybe a little bit older than that, but still, you know, if, if you're, a, you know, if you're a teenager or up, you likely know and, and understand how good Kobe Bryant was even to his last game where he scored 60 points uh, in a win over the Jazz um, on, you know, in his last game as a player and it's um yeah I remember growing up idolizing Kobe Bryant you know Kobe Bryant was my favorite player growing up he really was and was one of the big reasons you know besides you know obviously the the you know looking back at those 90s Knicks teams and and things like that but the Knicks weren't very good uh you know they had some moments when I was growing up but not that I, not a lot that I remember all too well. And again, I remember the Houston, the Allen Houston shot in Miami vaguely, and and things like that. But you know, there's you know, many of my first favorite NBA moments were just idolizing how good Kobe Bryant was growing up, and and then obviously you know LeBron came, comes into to the league you know late or uh, kind of midway through Kobe's career and and things like that. But Kobe was my first real favorite player. 
just because of his mentality, just because of the big shots he would hit, the dunks he would have, the crazy high-scoring games he would have, the 81 points against Toronto, and the mentality he had. You know, there was obviously the the sexual assault uh, allegations, and he was arrested for that, you know, in the middle of that as well. That gave, you know, certainly my, you know, family growing up pause for me wearing, you know, Kobe Bryant gear and and things like that when I played basketball and, and stuff like that growing up. But it was one of those things where, you know, I'd always go back and everyone would, I'd always get asked, you know, who's your favorite team? It would be the Knicks. And then they'd say, who's your favorite player? And it would be Kobe. I just loved the way Kobe played the game and always wished growing up in a magical fairy tale land that he'd become a Knicks someday and, and, and things of that nature. Um, and that's what I thought about, you know, when I first, I, I found out, um, about 30 minutes, uh, after everybody else did, I got a text from a former colleague of mine who I used to work with in the NBA, uh, you know, or covering, uh, you know, working, you know, in production for a company involved with the NBA. And she just, just typed Kobe Bryant's name with three dots next to it. And to be honest, and it sounds silly now, but my first thought was, you know, all right, well, who's having a debate about Kobe Bryant with somebody else or something like that, you know, who's talking about Kobe being the best or not as good as somebody else or whatever. So I just said, what, what about Kobe Bryant? And I, I was just told, you know, look at Twitter. And I looked at Twitter and I think I had the same reaction as everybody else, which was, this can't be happening. This, this is, this isn't real. This is fake. Someone's messing with us. This is not real. Uh, who fabricated this? You know, this is a fake death story. Um, and then was just basically waiting, um, to have that be confirmed. And the opposite, uh, was confirmed, which is that Kobe, um, had passed away. And, um, to find out later, and this is what I'm going to get into as far as the journalism crap that happened uh, with this story, to find out later um, from Adrian Wojnarowski that uh, that Gigi, his daughter, uh, who we had just seen uh, when they were at the game in Brooklyn, you know, being you know, obviously mentored by her father and wanting to be a basketball fan. And the reason that Kobe started watching the NBA again in retirement was because Gigi wanted to watch games and wanted his advice and wanted his thoughts and, and how she could get better as a player. And to find out that she had also passed away at the age of 13. Um, you know, again, I, I don't have kids or anything like that, um, but I know people who do, you know, plenty of friends who do um, or who want to have kids. And... Um, that that made it even more heartbreaking. And I was sitting, I was actually watching college basketball for my other podcast, uh, putting in some prep work for another show that I was doing. And that all came to a grinding halt when Adrian Wojnarowski basically confirmed that Kobe had passed away, uh, as did Gigi, as did um, Alyssa, John and Carrie, Altabelli, Peyton and Sarah Chester, Christina Mauser and Ara Zobayan. Uh, as well um boy uh, yeah nine in all uh just to correct my statement from earlier nine in all perished uh in the helicopter crash it went from and this is where i'm gonna i, I i'm gonna start tailing off at some point but i gotta get to the more uh heinous part of all this which was the reporting done in this story in multiple levels but i i just want to um for what it's worth 
Um, you know, and I'm only doing this because of how much he impacted me and so many others. I just want to thank Kobe Bryant um, for making me fall in love with basketball, for making me fall in love specifically with the NBA. And, you know, despite the, the stuff off the court, you know, in his earlier days that, that many uh, have brought up over the last couple of weeks, to find a way to still, you know, impact people in a positive way through all of that. And listen, you know, you could talk about the stuff back in the early 2000s all you want, uh, as far as the rape allegations and things like that. Um, I'm not here to touch on that. I'm just talking about his impact on me at this point, although that did impact, you know, my parents' thoughts on him. I can't deny that. But, you know, Kobe Bryant made me fall in love with, with the game of basketball and the NBA specifically at a young age. And I, I think many people should, uh, at least as far as him as a player, should be thanking him for that. And for his impact off the court, he won an Oscar recently for a documentary on basketball. Um, and, and just for so much he was still going to do for his, for, for not only the game, um, but, but for, for not, yeah, not only the sport, but, you know, the, the Mamba Academy and, you know, stuff that he was doing for children with children's books and, and audio books and podcasts and, and things like that, that he was, that he was just getting started with. Um, there was so much more for Kobe to do. And I, I, I think that that's the saddest thing of all this 41 years old. I mean, you know, people joke around about, you know, uh, you know, if you're not in your twenties, you're old and then things like that. Kobe had so much time left and the fact that this is how it ends for him, it couldn't be more tragic. And the fact that his daughter was on board with him and, and friends and, uh, and people also involved with, with her, with her basketball team, they were just going to a basketball game. And, um, that's, that's the saddest part of all. He just wanted to take his daughter to her basketball game. And, uh, they never got there. And that's the saddest part of this whole story. Um, so that's basically, and I apologize for how long it took me to get through that. I'm just trying to, I've still been trying to find the words over the last couple of days. I wanted to say something about it. Uh, Kobe's had such a major impact on the NBA off the court in basketball and in so many other parts of pop culture. I mean, you just, you know, as far as me being a big soccer fan, I've just seen, I mean, he was, he grew up in Italy, was a huge AC Milan fan and just seeing the outpouring from European soccer and, and things like that. My club that I support Liverpool posting things about Kobe on social media, Barcelona and Real Madrid taking time out of their training um, to, to pay a tribute to Kobe Bryant, Neymar for Paris Saint-Germain in France scoring a goal the day Kobe died and then showing a two and a four to the camera in honor of Kobe. Um, it, it just shows you how much he's impacted all of sports. And uh, Kobe Bryant's one of the greatest basketball players, one of the greatest athletes who's ever lived. And he's one of the most influential people of our time. And there's no debating that. And the fact that uh, it ends for him in this way and for his daughter specifically is even more tragic as well as the other seven people who are on board. I, 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 uh, my thoughts and prayers for whatever that's worth, um, go out to them and go out to you, uh, everyone that's been affected by this. I mean, I I have friends who, uh, you know, back in high school who I debate basketball with and talk NBA with that were calling me this week and, and we're just, and we're just, uh, just shocked. Uh, people I haven't heard from in a while 
just reaching out and, and being like, man, can you believe this? And the answer is obviously no. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to start with that. And, uh, I, again, if this is, you know, this is one of the biggest tragedies of our time. I mean, people are comparing it to, you know, obviously for those that follow baseball, you know, Roberto Clemente decades ago, um, and, and things like that, you know, Thurman Munson, um, as well. I mean, just, you know, icons of the game who have passed away in such similar tragic circumstances and just taken, oh gosh, way too soon. And uh, just taking in all the content this week, you know, Shaq, his thoughts on Kobe and, um, uh, oh God, just awful. It really is. Um, I'm going to try to transition from that. Um, if I can, <laughs> um, and, and I have to talk, I have to try to get as serious as I can, uh, because keeping in mind how tragic this is, it's what made the reporting around this story. Oh God. Um, almost as tragic as the events themselves, um, uh, because of what was being reported and what wasn't true at the time. Um, and what made so many lives more impacted by the fact that false reports are being thrown out there not just by idiots on social media who want to stir the pot and they heard something but they didn't really hear jack crap and they were just trying to be involved in it or whatever these were legitimate news organizations that were putting out false reports now listen it started with tmz who's in my opinion is not a journalistic entity they pay for their sources they pay for their stories that that's not journalism. That that's not the bare book for those that have studied journalism like I have, for those that have actually done it, actually have done the reporting, that have gone through different things to do interviews, to put together stories, to follow leads, things like that. That's not journalism. So TMZ off the bat, for what they did, releasing the story before the Bryants even knew and if before Vanessa even knew, his Kobe's wife, I mean I the 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 only rebuttals I've heard for that is that you know well TMZ has a job to do they're not journalists they're not journalists they're just trying to get there first they're just trying to get clicks it's not journalism okay and if you think it is you don't know what journalism is that's the bottom line and on top of that for legitimate news organizations like ABC to misrepresent certain facts you know for the, the i'll start with this for a while there people thought rick fox was dead another former laker they thought rick fox was on board the helicopter turns out that wasn't true and and i mean I, listening to Shaq think oh my god you know kobe's dead and now oh my god rick fox is dead you know that that kind of th- i mean imagine being rick fox any part of rick fox's family and reading on social media that your father's dead now, luckily, I believe it was um, one of the NBA TV broadcasters. I forget who it was. They tweeted out that they got on the phone and talked to Rick Fox and dispelled that rumor that Rick Fox had passed away in the helicopter crash. Thank God somebody uh, was willing to actually call and actually confirm something before posting something that wasn't true. God forbid we actually check our sources before we post something in this world about a news story or in journalism. God forbid we actually do the process and do our due diligence to check and actually find out before we post 
nonsense that very well could not be true and in the end was not true. But the number one problem uh, came from ABC News um, with Matt Gutman uh, reporting that Kobe's four children were all on board. I, I mean, oh, and, and other people on Twitter uh, who report who are, on their bio say they are journalists tweeting out that Kobe's children were all on board the plane and that five had perished and that the four others were his children. I mean, again, imagine being Vanessa Bryant in that moment. Imagine being somebody in Kobe's family in that moment or Vanessa's family. You know, your grandkids or your 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 nieces, your nephews or your niece, I should say just nieces being involved. I mean, just appalling from ABC News. This is supposed to be the chief national correspondent. And again, the other guys that I'm talking about on Twitter are lesser people as far as the journalist. Like they're not as credible in the journalism world as Matt Gutman is. They're tweeting this out as well. But the fact that Matt Gutman went on television and reported that Kobe Bryant's daughters had all passed away. Now, obviously, ABC has suspended him. The LA Times reported that. But this is the problem with where journalism is today. People want to get there first, and they don't care if they are right or if they are wrong. They just want the clicks. And for those that don't fully understand this, this has been happening for a while now with journalism. Clicks being prioritized over getting it right. Because the money is more important than the actual stories themselves. According to some news organizations. Now, people are being laid off in journalism worlds for newspaper, print newspapers specifically have really gone through the ringer over the last couple of years. No question about that. And then you see these other quote-unquote news organizations popping up like Tronk and etc. that aren't really doing journalism. They just want the clicks so they can get the money. And that's a world where it gets very dangerous to live in because of things like this, where people are called dead when they are still alive and families are thinking of burying five family members when they end up only having to bury two. These are the problems that stem from Twitter. These are the problems that stem from bad journalism organizations, bad journalists, and idiots on Twitter that think that they just get a buy by doing retweets, likes, and quote-unquote getting there first with information that is not only not true, but wasn't even checked before they posted. And the sad part is, this happens all the time. This happens every day. The reason you're seeing it now is because Kobe Bryant passed away. And it's on a much bigger, much bigger scale. Everybody saw what ABC screwed up. Everybody saw what happened with 
random people on Twitter thinking they knew what they didn't know, tweeting things out that made no sense in the end, and you start to question where the bleep did they even get that from if it wasn't from their own ass. It's absolutely appalling what people think they can get away with on social media these days. And that's just, that's not even keeping, that's not even factoring in the little four follower fake accounts that are out there that try to just put people down because they've got an extra 10 minutes in their day. It's absolutely unbelievably ignorant what people find they can try to get or what people try to get away with on twitter in this day and age i want to talk a little bit more about that and we got to get into a little bit of alfred payton and the game against memphis for the knicks uh last night we'll get into that actually two nights ago (laughs) uh it's all coming together We'll talk more uh, on Kobe. We'll talk more Knicks after the break. Shock Jock Knicks podcast, posting and toasting podcast network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let me put a uh, let me put a bow on the Kobe story and the lack of good journalism involved uh, in the story before we get into some more Knicks. I'll get get to the real uh, you know to the Knicks talk, I should say. On the show, first of all, I also am glad that the other podcast on the network, the Posting and Toasting Show, also talked about Kobe as well. You know, this has to be talked about. You know, this is the big story in sports right now, and I'm glad that uh, everyone is kind of you know showing their respect, showing their thoughts, and providing their perspective uh, on this uh, tragedy, really, and what's been happening since then as well. There's still investigations going on as to what happened with the helicopter uh, and the pilot specifically. Um, but let me just, let me end the, you know, the, the, the thought on the journalism side with this. If you're in the business and you happen to be listening to this show, I, I ask you to do this going forward. And really, this should this should apply to everybody, but it really should apply to people that are paid to use Twitter as a news outlet to get your stories out there. Make sure. You better make sure when you are tweeting something out, well, you know, unless it's an opinion, you know, or you're promoting content or whatever. If you're actually going to do journalism someday, or you're doing it right now, you better make sure before you post that's all i'm going to say because if you don't this is the kind of stuff that will happen that i should say that can happen and in this case did happen and will happen again it will happen again that's the society we live in nobody double checks anything anymore 
on Twitter. They just read and they take it as gospel. And then all of a sudden, it's it's a part of conversation and people think they know what they're talking about. I've seen it with this show. I've seen it with the other posting and toasting show. I've seen it with plenty of other podcasts that either I've been a part of or that I've enjoyed listening to myself. It's even on a smaller scale than that. People read something, they think it's true because it may, may or may not make sense. They don't, they don't even know. They just think it makes sense. They add it to a conversation thinking they're right and all of a sudden other people agree with them and it grows and grows and grows and literally doesn't matter because it's not right. They didn't check anything. They didn't even Make sure that the person who they got the information from is a reliable source. And I get that on this show. Again, I've seen it on other podcasts as well. People get, send me information thinking, hey, this is real. I agree with this. And it's like, where are you getting that from? What are you talking about? Did you even look? Did you even check? Do you even care? And I think that's the bottom line. Do people even care enough anymore to check to make sure anything is right? And if that's really where we are, and and I keep getting evidence to that point, this kind of crap will keep happening and people will get information in maybe even more serious information, more serious situations than this, and form the wrong opinions because they don't have all the facts. Let me transition, if I can, uh, to the Knicks. Got to take a deep breath here, and I apologize. And again, if you if you want to share your thoughts on Kobe, if you want to share your thoughts on this situation, again, I've gotten I've gotten serious on the show before. Uh, when we talked about the NBA in China, we've talked about other topics on this show, whether it's been Knicks or NBA related, that have gotten serious on this show before. And if you don't believe me, there's plenty of podcasts you can go back to on this show and you can see for yourself and listen to those. But this is something we had to talk about. And if you want to share your thoughts, I encourage you to share your thoughts. Postingandtoasting.com in the comments section under the Shock Shock Knicks podcast posts, feel free. Feel free to let me know and let everybody else know your thoughts, but just make sure you have all the facts. All right, let's go into some Knicks talk to end the show. It's not going to get much more positive from here, I hate to say it. Um, The Knicks uh, probably had uh, their worst night of the season against the Memphis uh, Grizzlies last night. I had a number of uh, friends and colleagues uh, who happened to be at the game uh, last night that were messaging me knowing I do this show every week. And uh, I think I saw maybe five different angles of that Alfred Payton foul, uh, not including uh, the TV cameras. (laughs) I think I had... uh, I think I had five different friends send me their video raw footage of Alfred Payton... Uh, starting that fight last night uh, at the Garden, uh, Knicks lost one twenty-seven to one hundred six uh, to John ja Morant and um, the Memphis Grizzlies, who are in the mix 
out there in the Western Conference, and good for them. They've had a good season so far for the most part, and uh, they needed that victory to keep pace uh, in an always tough Western Conference. Um, But here we are again, uh, evaluating a bad performance from the Knicks, and for the first time this year, the extracurriculars have really kind of taken over uh, the bad performances on the court. Uh, I'll be quick. I thought Julius, as as far as the performances on the floor, I'll be quick. Uh, Double-double for Julius Randle. Double-double for Alfred Payton. Besides the um, inefficient shooting and that ridiculous foul on Jay Crowder, um, had a pretty decent night. Um, Off the bench, Mitchell Robinson played probably his best game in a while. And Damian Dotson gave you one of his rare games where he actually gives you some scoring off the bench with 15 points, which was the tie, tied third for the most on the Knicks. Um, listen, the Knicks lost this game uh, in the second half. Um, they let it slip away in the second quarter, but the second half they just never recovered. Uh, you look at what uh, the starters did for Memphis. Obviously, Dylan Brooks had seven, uh, 27 points. John Morant had a double-double, 18-10. and 10. Uh, uh, Jonas Valanciunas had a double double, 12 and 13 rebounds. Jay Crowder had 18 and seven. And of course, um, another top draft pick on this team, Jaron Jackson Jr. The kid out of Michigan state, uh, added in double figures as well. Um, decent performance off the bench, uh, not only from, uh, Tyus Jones, but also from Brandon Clark, a couple of college stars of yesteryear who are now making an impact in the NBA. But it really was all overshadowed by the Alfred Payton foul at the end of the game. Uh, the closeout and block down and, you know, clothesline or whatever you want to call it of uh, Jay Crowder on that three. Um, it was a hard foul. No question about that. Alfred Payton had no need to do that. Um, in my opinion, I think you have to keep your emotions in check in that moment. If you were frustrated, uh, you should have played better during the game. And I could say that for just about every Nick out there. Uh, If you wanted to show that fight, you should have shown it when the game was still within reach. Uh, Don't waste it at the end of the game and then hurt your team even further. And then it goes from being hurt, you know, hurting your team to now embarrassing your team, embarrassing your franchise and embarrassing your fan base. And I I think Alfred Payton, you know, again, I've been an advocate for him being a starter on this team. But if you're going to act like that, um... You know, if you're not going to show composure on the floor for 48 minutes as a New York Nick, uh, maybe you're not part of the future of this franchise, as I had once thought. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., you know, doesn't do a whole lot in the game, and Frank Nilakina doesn't play for a coach's decision, and yet somehow the person who had the most embarrassing night is your starting point guard, Alfred Payton, because he can't keep his head on straight for 48 minutes during an NBA basketball game. I mean, it's just ridiculous the kind of stuff that Nick fans have been dealing with with this kind of stuff for years now, and Alfred Payton just added himself to the list of these ridiculous moments where you're just, as a Nick fan, it's just shocking i mean it not only not shocking because we've seen it before but just you just you see it and you're like oh my god i mean really you did that 
And I, I wouldn't be shocked if the league took action here. Why, why wouldn't they? And it goes back to the fact that the Knicks, once again, are, are in this, are in the bigger picture here, the Knicks are again in this swoon. Again, they beat the Nets earlier in the week. They lost to the Hornets on the road somehow. Should have won that game. They lost that game. And yes, the Knicks are now up to 13 wins, and they're going to pass their win total from last year. And who knows? They might get to where we thought they might get, which is around 30 wins this year. There's still a chance that happens. But the big picture, again, is this. And this is why I can't believe I still get people on Twitter who send me this garbage about the the, the progress the Knicks are making. There's no progress being made here. The, The defense of Mike Miller, the defense of certain players on the team. This is your team. And I get that you want to defend them. But this the stuff that they've been doing lately is not defensible. Not defendable, I should say. I mean, Alfred Payton should be suspended for what he did. For at least a game. I mean, th- this is it. This is where the Knicks are at right now. And they haven't even traded players away yet. That's still coming down the line. The Knicks are still going to trade players on this team, most likely. It's just, it never ends. It never ends. And we're hitting that point where, you know, it's getting close to rock bottom now for the Knicks. I mean, you know, fans chanting, sell the team during the game last night. I mean, we're back to that. And what Marcus Morris, for God's sake, says after the game. And then, the, and then the apology, which was the most PR apology I've ever seen on Twitter in my entire life, you know, calling Jay Crowder's actions, uh, you know, of the female variety. I, I mean, what are you doing? Heat of the moment. Think about what you're saying. That's what he. That's what he blamed his comment, his sexist comments on. Heat of the moment. Heat of the moment. Come on. What are we doing here? I, keep, I feel like I keep saying that that phrase every show. What are you doing? Is Jay Crowder sometimes a punk player? Yeah. Sometimes he can be a punk on the floor. Say that. Say he's a jerk. Say he doesn't show good sportsmanship on the floor. Don't say that. What are you what are you doing? And then the, the apology, forget it. it. wasn't an apology. He didn't write that. His PR, whoever runs his PR wrote that. you got to be kidding me. Rough, rough day for the Knicks. Rough, rough 48 hours for the Knicks. Holy smokes. And, and people, people wonder why free agents don't want to come here. I mean, it's a circus every day sometimes with this team. And they're not even good. One of the ugliest nights in the last few years for the Knicks. I mean, the last ugly night like that I can remember. Well, actually, I don't know. I can remember multiple. But, I mean, you know, Jim Dolan throwing that fan out for telling him to sell the team. And, you know, go back to Charles Oakley being thrown out of the garden. And, 
goodness gracious, man. Another just low, low night at Madison Square Garden if you're a Knicks fan. It really was. I can't imagine Knicks fans that were there last night. I mean, holy smokes. That's as bad as it gets. It's as bad as it gets yet again. And, and we're getting, again, seems like we hit this point every season now with the Knicks. And it's it, it's if it's not rock bottom, I don't want to see what rock bottom is for this year. I really don't. I really don't. And the, be- and the worst part of all of this is nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. Whether you like it or not, nothing's going to change. I had somebody the other day, somebody the other day on Twitter who, who direct messaged me and, and ripped me for stuff I said on the last podcast about things not changing and things like that. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? Things aren't changing. They're not going to change. They aren't changing now. They're not going to change going forward. Why do you think people are saying sell the team to James Dolan? What do you think that is, huh? Huh, I wonder why. Because things aren't changing. It's the same crap every year. Get over yourself. And and this is the small percentage of Nick fans I just can't stand. These high and mighty Nick fans that think that they know better than everybody else. And they, well, they just do this and they just do that. Things will get better. They've done those things already. They've gotten players in. They've gone for the big free agents. They've tried to build through the draft. They keep trying to hire different people in the front office. They keep hiring different coaches. It's not working. Hmm. What haven't they changed over the last 10 years, 20 years? Oh, the ownership. That's what that's what a logical fan would think. But it's that's the other thing. That's not changing either. And if you think it is, boy, are you are you under a rock? Holy smokes. It's a tough time right now to be a Nick fan. There have been positives this season. There's no question about that. But it it, it I remember I remember watching the Brooklyn game that the Knicks won earlier this week and thinking, you know, again, another little glimmer of hope. The Knicks played well. Certain guys played well. And it, it, it was, again, you know, a win this season the Knicks could hang their hat on. And you, you look what's going on with Brooklyn right now and problems that they could have down the road. And it's like, all right, you know, the Knicks won, and, you know, can they build from this? And the answer is no, they don't build off anything. They don't build off anything with this team. It's that glimmer of hope that you get every once in a while, and then it doesn't lead to anything. They don't build on anything. And it gets to the point where you just can't hope anymore with this Knicks team. And listen, we're fans. It's in our DNA to keep hoping. But it gets tough. It really gets tough. It gets so tough to keep hanging on to hope with this franchise and then and then to just get slapped in the face time and time again with crap like what, Elf, what Alfred Payton did. It's really ridiculous. And it gets to the point, again, it gets to the point where we, we almost have an annual rock bottom with this Knicks team. And it's a, it looks different every year, but we have the same feeling, at least I do, every year. Here we are again. Nothing's going to change. We're just going to keep having these annual rock-bottom parties at the Garden. 
And James Dolan's picture is just going to keep getting shown around the internet with him folding up his arms, pouting on the sidelines. Nothing's going to be done. Money will keep coming in. Fans will keep showing up. We'll keep doing these podcasts. You'll keep going to the games. You'll keep buying the merchandise. You'll keep fending off other fan bases on Twitter. Nothing's going to change as far as the actual thing that matters, which is the New York Knicks organization. And, and, and it gets, it, it's gotten to the point, again, and this is where I've been all season with this. So for those that keep saying, you know, oh, what are you saying and blah, blah, blah. Where were you the other times I said this? This is not, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. And if you, and if this is new to you, you're not a Knicks fan. Holy smokes. Where the heck have you been? Creating your four follower account on Twitter. Yikes. Or worse, people that that claim they actually know what they're talking about, shooting me this crap. I'll, when, when you know, I'll believe it with the Knicks when I see it. That's what it's gotten down to with this franchise. I've said it before, and if I have to say it again, it's my show. I'll say it again. Nothing you can do about it. It's the facts, folks. Bottom line. Rough show this week. No way around it. We had to do it. It had to be done. <laughs> God, I hope next week's show is better. Uh, my apologies for it being down this week. Uh, for those of you that have been listening week in and week out, you guys are the best. Uh, I really appreciate it. I mean, it's been since since the, la- since the summer when we started this, since the summer of 2019, I, I, I lost track of the numbers from the last time I looked. I mean, tens of thousands of you that have listened to the show, you guys are just awesome. You guys are the best. Um, I, I really appreciate the hundreds of thousands of you that listen every, uh, the hundreds and thousands of you that listen every week. And then the tens of thousands of you that have listened over the last few months. Um, I can't thank you guys enough for the support. You guys are what make this show fun to do, you know, with all the, and, and again, I'm going to try to make up another Q&A post soon to chat with you guys again about different things around not only the Knicks, but the NBA, and might even open up to other sports as well. If you guys want to ask general sports questions or have general sports conversations, I'd love to do that with you guys as well. Um, if you want to uh, you know, follow the show and, and subscribe, go on to iTunes, Posting and Toasting. That's the place to do it. Uh, or you can go on to a megaphone and listen to the show there or of course you can go and get the link on postingandtoasting.com at sj7 if you want to send me more nonsense comments <laughs> from the last couple of weeks I got, I got a feeling these accounts are just fake accounts that people are just making up uh, or sending them over from other shows or, or whatever it's just, it's just a, it's so ignorant it's unbelievable but hey if you want to keep doing it i'm not gonna go nuts over it at sj7 on twitter Keep sending me your comments there. I'm hoping for more smart people to send me some comments. But if the dumb people want to send me stuff too, uh, as far as as long as they're listening to the show, I'm fine with that. Um, in all seriousness, thank you guys as always for listening to the podcast. Let me know what your thoughts are uh, on Kobe's legacy. Let me know what your thoughts are on this uh, wave we've had in journalism. And, and please let me know what your thoughts are on the current state of the Knicks. Thanks as always for listening, and I will see you guys next week on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.